Oh, it uh, definitely works. I like the lantern. That's uh, I made that myself. Very proud of it. <laughs> um, I carved it out of a bigger lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an amazing whittler. Hey, that's I, great. I can't even tell you. Also, it was a very weird bigger lantern. <laughs> uh, that's the. Uh, <laughs> hey, Speaking of weird big lanterns, uh, you are listening to Boohaha, which is a rarely weekly, mostly bi-weekly, sometimes bi-monthly podcast about ghosts and other things. Every week-ish, I gather my nearest and dearest to a campfire that I build in my living room and regale them with spooky tales of specters and loup-garous. Lugaroos? It's a French werewolf. Oh. Yeah. All right. I, I, well, I guess, I'm not sure if it's like attorneys general, uh-huh. if it's like Luz Garou. Lou or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Spider's man. Yeah. Whoppers Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the dulcet tones of this week's hilarious guest, Shane Hosey. Hello. Welcome. Thank you uh, for welcoming me. <laughs> Gladly. Uh, my dog is not barking at you. Uh, she seems to be pretty chill. Uh, you passed the test. That's good. And uh, I you can g- continue the, the, the show. You get my golden podcast factory. Um, <laughs> uh, it comes with a race of tiny slaves. Oh, uh, um, I can work with that. Good. It's you, Look, you can emancipate whoever or whatever you want. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> look, status quo, it's fine. They're making chocolate. They're happy. Yeah. Um, I love the status quo. I'm quite the judge. <laughs> Sorry, is this a political podcast? <laughs> it is now. Actually, at least once per podcast, we usually get off on a tangent about a dead president. Mm. Um, so uh, a presidential candidate whose campaign is hopefully soon dead. Yeah. Long <laughs> long walk, but we got there. <laughs> I'm glad you walked there because that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Uh, not not to not to tip my own aggressively socialist hat. Um, I grew up in Germany. It's it's a socialist utopia. I have a favorite. The the uh, people. I'm like okay, sure, whatever you want. Uh uh-huh. the, the Andrew Yang people. Yeah, they, they they chose the slogan Yang Gang. Yang Gang, which sounds so much like Gang Bang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to understand the thing about Andrew Yang supporters is they're very online people, and <laughs> and that is a funny meme. I see. Yang okay. Gang. So, I thought I thought you were going to say that they had only seen it in text and hadn't. No, no. Well, see, I, I understand because most campaigns are largely run by very serious people. Um, I don't think Andrew Yang's candidacy was selection because he uh, does not strike me as a very serious person, and that's not an insult. No, he seems very laid back. Yeah, uh, he also dropped out tonight. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, he did. Yeah, he dropped. Oh, out RSVP Yang Gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, I invite all members of the Yang Gang to come on and uh, make the Bernie journey. It's. <laughs> Is the Bernie journey just like kind of a spidery old man run across an airport terminal? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> look, look, I have asthma and I'm out of shape. That's about as best as I can do. 
not only the top 1% of people deserve inhalers. That's, uh, I had that impression in the pocket and it just, it's been stagnating for speaking, four years. Speaking of inhalers, I, uh, when, before you came around the corner of your, of your, of your apartment that I could see, uh, mm-hmm. I was looking at the staircase going, I don't know what floor he's on. And I like, <laughs> my, my hand was going into my pocket for my inhaler to pregame. <laughs> and then I saw you walk around the corner. I'm like, Oh, oh thank, thank God. God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I am far too terrified of fires and earthquakes to live on any other floor. Ground floor, boy. Yeah. Listeners, I'm on the first floor. There have been enough context clues. Eventually, my one listener will come and kill me. (laughs) The circle will be complete. It's great. Like Uh, any true, true crime podcast. The true, true crime. Mm -hmm. Um, Although this isn't really a crime podcast. I mean, in many ways, it is a crime. Well, Uh, it's a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All podcasts are true crime in that podcast should be illegal. Also, I'm going to rob you later. Oh! Um, so. Don't take my inhaler. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, this is uh, nominally a podcast about ghosts. Oh, um, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, sure. Let's 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 uh, roll on into that. Uh, I have prepared a series of of spooky spooky tales. Mm. Uh, but before we get to those, why don't you tell me a little bit about your relationship with the supernatural? Uh, I have always been a I, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a dyed in the wool agnostic. Uh, spiritually sure uh which kind of extends to the paranormal it's like i don't think that the full scope of reality is is actually knowable uh so i don't really lean strongly on any sort of belief or disbelief but i find everything about it fascinating sure so i've i've done like a lot of like looking into stuff and reading about stuff and watching ghost hunting programs, walking around graveyards with recorders myself, stuff like that. Um, because it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's Even if you don't fully believe in it, it's fun to imagine that there's something in the dark corners. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's a more depressing world if there aren't, you know, wispy figures just out of sight. Yeah, because it's like, otherwise you're just watching CNN going, is this it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> All we have are those Andrew Yang memes. I guess that's... <laughs> and that well's gone. I guess that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that uh, most of the guests we've had so far sit in a fairly similar realm of hopeful skepticism. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we can but hope. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we'll we'll get a little bit uh, further into any, any uh, spooky tales that you might have of your personal life later. Mm-hmm. Each week, I pull together some local, regional, uh, hometown ghost stories, uh, and your hometown is Forest Grove, Oregon. Beautiful Forest Grove, Oregon, on on the cusp of uh, the coronavirus. That's the one. Yeah, we were the first uh, the first confirmed case in Oregon, and also the first Pokemon Go stabbing. Oh, hey, yeah, that first person to get stabbed while playing Pokemon Go. Forest Grove. They were going to a plaid pantry to buy a bag of chips. <laughs> and guess what? They kept going to plaid pantry and they got the chips. <laughs> they went full Teddy Roosevelt. Like, let me finish this before I seek medical assistance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, as any true crime podcaster can tell you, <laughs> you can get stabbed a hell of a lot of times before you it really becomes a problem. It it turns out, uh, yeah. 
I recently had to re-edit a, a police training video called Surviving Edged Weapons. Oh, it's an amazing um, video. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh, but are you familiar with the Mexican sacatripe used for gutting sheep and other warm-blooded animals? Listener, if you haven't... Well, I'm not sure if I want my one listener who's going to eventually murder me to know that much about edged weapons. Never mind. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't give him any ideas. Yeah, but uh, it, yeah, it turns out you just you slap a credit card on a stab wound and you're probably fine. Yeah, you know? exactly. Just put some pressure on it and like, you know, get your chips, wander over to the hospital, to get, have him take a look, see if it needs anything more, and then just to go home. Yeah, yeah. Get that Bulbasaur. <laughs> Now, okay, when when you say it was a Pokemon, I we, I need to unpack. Um, yeah, no, go ahead. So they were in the midst of Pokemon going yes. to Plaid Pantry. Yep. Okay, I for a second, I thought that a Pokemon goer intercepted a Plaid Pantry no, customer no, and no, stabbed no. them. Someone was Pokemon going all over town, worked up a massive hunger to get some chips, was wearing headphones, I think, was the, some, some, uh, someone accosted them. That makes me angry too, and headphones. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. You know, didn't hear what the person had said, and it, this made them upset, and they got stabbed. <laughs> it's ironic because the question that they asked was, "Do you know where the nearest Poke Stop is?" Yeah, um, you don't want to answer me. Maybe this will loosen your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, and the, the scary thing is, it was Team Rocket. <laughs> Forest Grove also first in Team Rocket activity. <laughs> it's a real hotbed of sinister, uh, sinister activity. And oh yeah. Crimson characters I mean, over When there. I was growing up, it was just meth. Simpler times, you know? Simpler times. Before the Pikachus and, and the Meowths and others. I'm acting like I still occasionally play Pokemon Go. I, yeah, I dig it out every couple months. It's they, There's too many of them now. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's there's too many Pokemon, period. I had a real... like. I caught the first couple generations, and they rolled out like the third one, and I had a real Alexander Wept moment where I'm like... No, I can't. Yeah, I, there are no, these worlds I cannot conquer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember they built that statue of you. It's, it's you know, and uh, and my head fell off in the desert, and then uh, later I was a pivotal point as a character in Watchmen. Um, it's a whole thing. There's there's a lot. Um, yeah, I uh, I can catch bullets. Whoa! Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. With my body. Uh oh oh okay yeah. So it's less impressive. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, hey. <laughs> uh, all right, bit over. Spooky, spooky tales. Uh, this week, we will be referring to the fantastic book, Spooky Oregon, mm. by Shishi Schlosser. Pronounce Can you say that again? Shishi Schlosser. <laughs> S.E. Schlosser. Okay. Yeah. Shishi Schlosser. Southeast Schlosser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, that's where the stabbing happened, right? Southeast yeah, Schlosser. Sl- Southeast Schlosser <laughs> and Fifth. Um, basically, these are, uh, there's a whole series of books, as you can see from that terrifying shelf over there. Um, Bone chilling. It's, uh, it's uh, nothing scarier than learning. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm from Forest Grove. <laughs> basically, they're kind of like, uh, collections of local lore. Uh, some of them are a little bit more documentary. Some of them are more yarns that Shashi Schlosser has spun. Mm-hmm. I've prepared a short list of a couple of them, which are, eh, if not directly in Forest Grove, at least within the region or state. Okay. Um, it's the same state. <laughs> a, a thing that comes up over and over is that 
Oregon has really bad ghosts. Oh yeah. You would you would think we would have good ones, but the entire West Coast is just like spooky prospector. Yeah, I mean we're we're cryptid country. Like that's the thing. We're Bigfoot country. Yeah, you know we, we got the big feeds, the Sasquatchers. I'm standing by that pronunciation. Sasquatchers. Sasquatchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all all of those guys. Um, we've got some lake monsters, river beasts. We don't have enough lighthouses. I think is the problem. It's and and the lighthouses that we do have aren't haunted. And if they are haunted, it's just like oh, a guy died. And, yep. And now, ooh. <laughs> oh, just you wait and see. Now Creek. I can't get this salt sh- shaker to stay still. <laughs> It's always just like, oh, it's creaky. Like, it's real yeah, creaky. it's the tallest thing on the beach. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> do you know what wind is? Um, hopeful skeptic. Um, hopeful skeptic. <laughs> uh, so that being said, I have I have pulled together a a short list from Oregon's paltry offerings. Uh, we have the lights, the mad logger. <laughs> Early contender. It's just just a story about a poop I took earlier. <laughs> Bone chilling. <laughs> the cabin. Devil's Lake. Mm. And the sandbar. <laughs> <laughs> um, which one of those, if any, took place in Forest Grove? Uh, none. Okay. <laughs> well, then I, I kind of want to go with the, with the logger. All right, the Mad Logger is in Lincoln City. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is close-ish, regionally. It's it's the coast. It is slightly closer to Lincoln City than Portland is to Lincoln City. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. Stones throw. As the crow flies. Yeah, sure. (laughs) If we're drawing a triangle, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I always describe Forest Grove as like the last bit of urban sprawl before you just get to the nothing mm-hmm. uh that is the coast range and then you get to the coast yeah but it, uh it's basically like you you go through forest grove and then you pretty much hit like the it's woods. wilderness it's yeah. the woods yeah. yeah beautiful country hills and woods oh yeah. gorgeous yeah. Ah, meth meth for days mm-hmm. um, all you can eat <laughs> is that how you're supposed to do it uh oh <laughs> <laughs> i need to go to the doctor Jesso Reed had a had an extended bit about eating meth, drinking meth pee, <laughs> because apparently the human do, uh, the human body doesn't break meth down, so it just goes right through you. Oh, it's good going out, good coming in, I guess. Hey, um, that's one way to do it. <laughs> you know, if, if my chemistry class taught me anything, I could probably boil out the pee. <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. Well, you know, if you really like meth. And most people who like meth really, really like, like meth. meth. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many toasters to take apart, though, is the oh, thing. I don't have time to... Do- they keep making them. And I keep stealing them. <laughs> uh, all right, which one are we going? Mad Logger. Mad Logger. Um, there we go. Page 44. Yeah, so this story uh, takes place in beautiful Lincoln City, Oregon, which, fun fact, is actually kind of an agglomeration of five smaller towns. Great ex-Portland comic Tony C. had a wonderful bit where he's like, because they they let the local elementary kids come up with a name for the city. Okay. And he's like, you don't know how lucky you were. You could have been Voltron, Mm. or more likely, Fart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Man, Voltron, Oregon on the coast. Right. Come on. So fucking good. Um, 
Mountains, just down the road from Megazord. <laughs> if, if you hit fart, you've gone too far. <laughs> um, I think I think we can all agree that uh, fart is seaside. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then Megatron would be Cannon Beach. Yeah, that's that's. There's apparently there's a conspiracy theory that Haystack Rock is man-made. Hmm. Which, which man? <laughs> uh, Poseidon. Oh, <laughs> that old salty sea dog. <laughs> this will freak him out, he says, as he's making his tech rock. What's what's scarier than rocks? Big, mm-hmm. big rock. Okay, that's as someone who's been playing a lot of Minecraft and just building things for the hell of it. Sure. I get it. Yeah, it's you know there's there's an imposingness to haystack rock. Anything that's covered in that much bird shit, yeah, I don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. Mm. The Mad Logger. Of course, we're not supposed to go to the abandoned logging camp. Of course, it's. I mean, stands to reason. It's a hazardous place. It's right there. You shouldn't go anywhere abandoned. Yeah, yeah. Nothing good happens at the abandoned Mm-mm. or theme park. No, 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 no. Our parents would read us the riot act if they knew. So Billy and I told them that we were going camping in one of the state parks, and they accepted our story. So, okay, so I was under the impression that these would be like, so here's the local legend. This is just short fiction? Well, okay. It is local legend in the guise of short fictions. Okay. So, uh, and occasionally you do get more of of a local legend where it's like, they tell tales of the bandage man, and he comes down from Gannon City, and ooh, spooky. Um... It's just a mummy. <laughs> it really is. It's <laughs> like we I, I did this on an episode with Emily and If this is just like a mummy, I'm gonna be very upset. The bandage man. Among malevolent inhuman spirits, i.e. evil spirits. Alright, Ed Warren, calm down. <laughs> Evil spirits that harness human, evil spirits that harass human beings, causing all manner of discomfort and distress. The Phantom Mummy. Known- Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Well, okay, like, but it is like in Oregon, so there's got to be another wrinkle to it. It's not just like King Tut shows up and he's like, "I love the coast." Yeah, it's a mummy who smells like shit. <laughs> Parentheses, probably just a guy covered in shitty toilet paper. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Um, but yeah, so a lot of these will be kind of in a, a, a narrative structure. Okay, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, ref- I'll reframe my expectations. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Put them in the basement. Okay. <laughs> the scariest place in the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's two kinds of people. People who say the basement is the scariest place, and people who say the attic is the scariest place. Uh, I lived in Oregon, so I didn't really have either. <laughs> yeah, it's it's too damp and mildewy in both of them. Yeah, it's, you have a house and a crawl space. <laughs> the scariest the part. The scariest of part of the house. house. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, so their parents accepted their story. Um, and we were going camping, after all. It just so happened that we were going camping at the old logging site. <sighs> Mistake. The one that had been supposedly destroyed by a forest fire. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The one that had been destroyed by a forest fire. The one that was supposedly haunted. Okay. 
There we go. It's the fire is not in question. The haunting is. <laughs> what in the camp survives the fire? I guess we'll find out. I, I'm I'm going to assume a, a saw. Yeah. Yeah, it's like anything made of metal, presumably. Skeletons. All the wooden buildings are just gone. Um, Billy already had his driver's license, so we went in his car. We packed a big tent and lots of food and everything into our knapsacks. Hey, I just got to point this out real quick. If you have a driver's license, you're Bill now. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's into, I think when, yeah, when you hit 16, it's Bill. Like, I had a friend growing up named Joey. And like as soon as we hit high school, it's like it's Joe. It's Joe. It's Joe. It's just Joe. Yeah. You either go Joe or you go Joseph. Yeah. Like he could have gone with like Bilbert or whatever. <laughs> uh, please, William. <laughs> yes, Billiam. Billiam. Um, <laughs> uh, so we were just going away for the weekend, but the way our sacks bulged. <laughs> well, <laughs> the real reason to get away. <laughs> Going out in the woods to fuck. Um, <laughs> if your sack is bulging, sorry, you're Bill now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> those are the two signs of puberty. Bulging sack and uh, driver's, driver's license. license. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we laughed as we set off on the trails leading up and into the forest. Of course, we weren't laughing so much a few hours later. Our backpacks were heavy, but we didn't want to leave anything behind, so we trudged on. To take our minds off our load, hmm. <laughs> again, yeah. uh, we started discussing our destination in low tones, almost as if we were afraid of being overheard, which was ridiculous. After all, we were in the middle of one of the nation's most gorgeous forests. Mm-hmm. Are they going to name drop it? 16-year-old dialogue here. The, the natural splendor. <laughs> um, yeah. We were surrounded by tall, mossy trees full of chirping birds and wildlife. It's a bunch of deer up there. <laughs> full of wildlife, these trees. It's just a series of bulging el- oh, like, oh, bulging el- oh, like, oaks. Oaks. Yeah. A series of bulging oaks. <laughs> but somehow, it was impossible to speak aloud about the mad logger. Oh, oh. Pieced together from the many rumors running around our school, the story went something like this. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Hit it! <laughs> we'll drop that in now. Once there was a thriving logging business back in these mountains. Business was booming one hot summer in spite of an unusual dry spell that gripped the area, and the lumber camp was projected to have its best season ever. Then, one day, several lumberjacks were out cutting trees, and one of them misjudged his angle so that the tree came tumbling down on another lumberjack. Oh, shit. You're supposed to yell, right? You are supposed to yell. Yeah, and look up. You're supposed to yell and look up. Always be looking up, I think, is the key for lumberjackery. Yeah. Also, Also, I wonder if this is like a Prometheus situation where you could have really just, like, took a step to the left or the right and been fine. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. You, you gotta run... In the path of the ship, because that's where you got to, there's places. That's where you have to go. Yes. I mean, that's where the camera track's set up. Like, if you run to the right, left or the right, you're out of the shot, and then what, what's the point of making a movie? Outside of those, like, 25 feet just going off into the distance, the world just drops off, and it's, yeah. sound, it's just soundstage. It's just, so, yeah, and it's like, ugh. What you going to do? Run through the green screen? <laughs> you know how expensive that is? We'd have to build in more green screen! <laughs> It's actually just a painted wall. You're just going to run into it like an, like an idiot. You're going to look dumb. What are you, fucking Bugs Bunny over there? 
You wish. <laughs> yeah, take that. Rooney Mara? Uh, Shirley's Theron? Wrong guy to ask. Guy Pierce? I don't know any of the actors' names of anything. Take that, Michael Fassbender. That's one. He's there we one go. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Magneto. <laughs> Um, <laughs> ironically uh, made of metal in there <laughs> yeah it turns it's you know small world that's not right small wonder also about a little robot remember that small wonder kidnapping episode no oh that's a whole look that up when it's tons of fun one of the thick branches gave him a fearful whack on the head as it went past and the man slumped to the ground unconscious a couple of men went running back to camp to get help while the other two stayed behind the two fellows who remained sat talking worriedly as they kept watch over their injured injured comrade. Suddenly, the fallen man reared up as if pulled by a spring. His eyes popped open and he leapt to his feet. The lumberjacks gave shouts of surprise that turned to yells of terror when they saw the maddened gleam in the man's eyes. Uh, he's gone tree crazy. He's gone lumber loco. He's, he's got Dutch elm. <laughs> 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 Um, they were glowing with a red sort of fire as he grabbed his fallen axe and leapt towards them, swinging fiercely, his mighty muscles gleaming in the last rays of sunlight. Whoa. Is this, this is, I think, being... I'm becoming a man reading this. (laughs) Talk about bulging sacks. (laughs) He was super sexy when he killed his friends. Murder's hot. I'm going camping with my friend. (laughs) Come into the woods with me. When the first two lumberjacks returned with help, they stumbled across a severed hand lying in the middle of the path. It's not what you want. Well, that's not that wasn't there when we it's left. Not. I feel like I would have noticed. Mm-hmm. But do you have both your hands? Still. Hand check. One, Common lumberjack t- uh, one, ritual. Hand check. One, two. Yeah. Feet. Good. <laughs> At first, they couldn't believe what they were seeing, but as they drew near the bloody stump, they realized that the pine needles under their feet were soaked with a sticky red liquid. wonder what it could I be. Wonder what it, yeah, that's, that's weird. weird. It's weird to just like, leave it hanging like that. Somebody spilled an icy. This so. is a plot hole. <laughs> the story's ruined for me now. <laughs> and other body parts surrounded them. A large toe, a shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Half a flank. <laughs> The, the two least easily chop off of. Oh, you pieces. were reading that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought that was something nope. you were just riffing. Nope, it's it's a severed toe, a shoulder blade, and a severed head. Half a butt cheek. <laughs> the back half of a spine. Oh, oh, wow. That's a hard. <laughs> that's a hard cut. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's talent. That's what it is. Talent. Mm-hmm. They pieced the bodies together. Best they could. Why? (laughs) We're building a golem. (laughs) Now we must put the words in his head (laughs) to make him chop lumber. And then we can just go fishing all day. Timber. They pieced the bodies together best they could. And that's when they realized that the pieces belonged to the two loggers keeping guard. And that the injured man was gone. They headed back to camp and told everyone what had happened. A party of men was sent out to track the mad logger, but instead they walked right into the wall of fire that had sent them running for their lives. Just bumped right in. Oh, oh, no, excuse no. me. Oh, no, fire. <clears throat> Gotta get out of here. We were looking for a murderer so we didn't see the fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
We have very selective object permanence. It's mm-hmm. it's hard. That's why we're lumberjacks. We can focus on one thing at a time. Tree. Tree. There. That's why that guy got hit in the head. He's looking at a different tree. 20 lumberjacks just each staring at one tree. Yep. Uh-huh. There, there it is. Uh-huh. Some careless hikers had left a campfire smoldering. A dangerous thing to do in the middle of a drought. And they had set the underbrush ablaze. By the time the men made it back to camp, the whole forest was on fire behind them, and the area had to be evacuated. See, I had assumed that the crazy guy had set the fire, and not just like, hey, there was this accident and a crazy murder, and then also, coincidentally, the forest got set on fire. That would be a tidier narrative. Yeah. But, you know, life's messy. Life's messy. That's, you know. Based on true, true, true tales of terror. And who knows? Those campers, or their ghosts, may come back in the third act. Those campers were also murderers. <laughs> a couple of unrelated hook-handed campers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of those men was D.B. Cooper. <laughs> I'm just here in the woods burning money. Uh, <laughs> it's the reason I took it. You ever smelled burning money? Oh, oh. Hard as steel, it'll make you. <laughs> they call it Vapor Viagra. It's mostly because the bills are so covered in cocaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, makes my gums mm. numb. I'll fight you. <laughs> By the time the men made it back to camp, the whole forest was on fire. The area had to be evacuated. The wind blew something fierce that night, and the fire raged out of control. Acres burned to the ground overnight. Before the damage could get any worse, a huge, drought-ending rainstorm blew in from the sea. Poseidon's back. Let me help you out. I built a large rock, and now I'm, I don't know, sweaty. (laughs) That's what rain is, right? It's Poseidon's sweat. sweat. Yeah. (laughs) Well, when you live by the ocean, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Sea foam is his cum. That's the... Um, fog is his farts. Is that... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right out of his fishtail butthole. A bunch of ancient Greeks are spinning in their... It also makes a... <laughs> Pull my buoy. <laughs> so a deus ex rainstorm blew in. Right. The hunt for the mad logger was called off, and the police and lumberjacks agreed that he must have been killed in the fire. Stands to reason. Sure, probably. Nothing could survive that fire. Let's just not think about it. It was fire killed the beast. <laughs> As is often the case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, we saw a really hot lady on a in a building and went for her. Mm. Fell off. It's fell right off. <laughs> it's... She burned up, too. We'll have to take his body back to that island that he came from. Uh, <laughs> Mad Logger Island. Remind me to talk about the jumping Frenchman of Maine disorder later. Uh, okay. That is kind of a thing. So they assumed that the Mad Logger had been killed in a fire because they never saw Friday the 13th. <laughs> but a couple out joyriding in the woods a few months later claimed that a man with a... All right. <laughs> this is going to be good. They claimed that a man... Body aflame and wielding an axe <laughs> had come running out onto the lumber road after them and slashed several holes in their car. Apparently, the fellow's car still bore the marks of the axe, as well as some scorch marks from where the flaming man had burned the paint right off. <laughs> Just imagine driving with your driving with your gal. Out in, the, out in the countryside, you feel like some, some some bumping and thudding. You look in your rear view mirror, it's like, huh, look at that. 
guy on fire swinging an axe in our car. We run over a ghost. Well, honey, should we stop? Nah, just, no, he's fine. Just keep going. Just he's keep going. He'll walk it off. I'm not asking for directions. <laughs> Let's go ask a Bigfoot. This guy seems iffy. Yeah, he's iffy. I didn't expect he would still be on fire. I have to. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the ghost. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. That's the ghost. Um, we'll edit in some theme music from a '80s sitcom here. Um, all this happened 40 years ago or more, and though occasionally. <laughs> It was a massive fire that devastated the area. When, when did it happen? I don't know, like 40 years ago, something, give or take. Maybe more. It's. I mean, I guess you are a kid in this, so you probably you don't give a they shit. Have, they have two time frames. It was like last week or 100 years ago. 100 years ago. Those are the two options. <laughs> um, uh, though occasionally you'd still hear stories about foolish kids who went into the haunted lumber camp and never came back, Billy and I didn't believe them. Oh, I mean, yeah. And all was well. The end. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> we decided to go out to the logging camp. Uh, we decided the old logging camp would be a great creepy place to camp out. And if we could tell our friends that we saw the ghost, all the better. It was dusk when we reached the rotting remains of a few burned out buildings in the middle of a thicket of spruce and fir. This is it, Billy said gleefully. I nodded dubiously. Uh-huh. I just like going back to school, bragging to all your friends. We saw a ghost. Uh, cool. I had sex. <laughs> Smell Steve's finger. <laughs> <laughs> Smell Billy's. It smells like a ghost. Just covered in ectoplasm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all these stains are, I swear. Mrs. Stevenson, Billy's covered in cum. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I teach high school? <laughs> I wish a fire would come and take them away. Take them all away. <laughs> she's, she's summoning the mad logger. That's a better story. That is a better story. I caught, a, I caught sight of a pale white shape. For a moment, I took it for a severed hand and jumped backward with a gasp. Then I realized it was just a fallen branch. Terrifying. Bone chilling. Billy laughed hardly and I reluctantly joined in, pulse still pounding madly in my wrist and throat. Just those two places. <laughs> I got a weird circulation problem. Oh, this kid is just like a disembodied hand and head. He has no body. <laughs> um, uh, we put up the tent in the shelter of the tallest ruin and made a small campfire. We cooked some hot dogs and baked beans. Our merry voices were the only sounds in that dark place. Though I kept straining my ear to hear crickets or owls of any sort. But the only sound I could hear was the sighing of the wind in the furs. Fucking kids. Fucking kids. That's a really passive aggressive night. Over it. That tree just boo us? I hate to admit it, but I was real glad to turn in. We carefully put out the fire with stream water joking the whole time that we didn't want a repeat of the fire that had killed the mad lumberjack. Well, yeah, that's... Hey, hey, kids, fire safety is no joke, all right? Gotta make sure your fire is dead out. Dead. Dead out. Edit in Smokey the Bear here. Only you 
About midnight, a blaze of bright light surrounded our tent, tore Billy and me from our sleep. I could hear the crackle of flames and the crashing sound of a tree falling nearby. Forest fire, Billy shrieked. <laughs> eee! <laughs> Jumping up and hitting his head on the top of the tent. Yeah, I mean, do you really hit your head on the top? Like, it's like... I'm picturing a tent that is now, like, a foot off the ground and has some feet coming out the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was also just thinking of Billy's head just going straight through it. Just pop. <laughs> We've got to get out of here, Billy cried, rushing through the tent flap. I was caught in a tangle of blankets and sleeping bags and couldn't follow. Finally, I ripped the bag apart in desperation. I was crawling to the door of the tent when I heard Billy give a desperate scream that ended in a gurgle and a thump. He's probably fine. Yeah, he's probably fine. Peering through the mosquito netting of the door, I saw the lumber camp as it must have looked. The buildings and surrounding trees, much taller than the ones we'd seen, were all overlaid with flickering, half-seen flames. And standing, of the, standing in the center of it all was a tall, heavily muscled man. He was jacked <laughs> and oily. Bronze skin rippling. The firelight playing off of his pecs. <laughs> <clears throat> um, he was wrapped in flames and in his hands was an axe. And lying slumped at his feet was a dark figure that I recognized at once as Billy. Only he seemed shorter than usual. <laughs> Weird time for bits. <laughs> oh, Billy, you've gone to pieces, old boy. Terrible time to lose your head. <laughs> that was that young man was my name, Vincent Price. It's new way to get ahead in life. It's a terrible Vincent Price. Rare <laughs> way to get ahead. It's Vincent Price after like a terrible stroke. Is what it is. It's Vincent Price after a couple of slams of bourbon. <laughs> Did I tell you the one about the fucking fly that turned into a guy? Vincent Price. One time I killed my wife and 13 friends in the house. <laughs> There was a skeleton in the basement. <laughs> they shouldn't have called it the Hill Haunted. That's what did it. The, go- the real ghost was the hill. The actual hill was a ghost. They didn't let me write that part, but it was true. It was in my head when I was acting. So, you know, every actor should have a secret. <laughs> <laughs> my secret was that the hill was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, go watch the house on Haunted Hill. It's great. Yeah. Um, Look for that in his eyes in their performance. <laughs> Whenever he's not speaking, he's just continuously mouthing it. The hill was a ghost. The hill was a ghost. The hill's a ghost. The hill's a ghost. I scanned the ground around the flaming man until I saw. It sounds like he's just saying that he was like particularly effeminate. Like <laughs> this lumberjack is flaming. It's flaming man. Um, until I saw Billy's severed head, face permanently frozen with a look of terror, lying a yard away from the tent flap. Good arm. Good arm on that axe. Yeah, he's got a real real swing on it. It's like, I, I think he might have done, I'm picturing like a Tiger Woods, like he cut the head off, caught it with the axe and like bounced it a couple times and then popped it like across a couple yards toward the tent. There's going to be some golf ball sound effects. There's just some fo- golf ball foley in here. Um, I'm also picturing the Harlem Globetrotters theme, but unrelated. <laughs> I wanted to scream, but instinct kept me silent. 
their third friend, Instinct. It's just a beautiful horse that they have. <laughs> clamped, his, clamped his hoof around my mouth. <laughs> Maybe the ghostly lumberjack hadn't seen me. Maybe he didn't know I was there. Well, yeah, of course he didn't see you. His eyes are melted from the fire. <laughs> I assume he's like an avatar of the fire, so everything the fire sees, he sees too. Okay, true, yeah. Could be, I don't know. Look, I, I, I'm not sure how, like, um, you know, g- ghost works. <laughs> not sure how ghost works. Uh, that's me in a nutshell, guys. Uh, that's this podcast's motto. Boo-ha-ha, not sure how ghost works. Not sure how ghost works. Um... Away was all I could think. I have to get away. Around me, the flames were dying out, and I soon found myself running in total darkness. I banged right into a tree and staggered back, my eyes blazing with stars. Then I was enveloped in a huge, ghostly ball of flame. A figure towered over me, and the white dots of light in front of my eyes seemed insignificant compared to the blaze of fire crowning that massive, hulking, oily form. (laughs) I ducked frantically as an axe came swinging towards me. It swooshed just a fraction of an inch over my head. I leapt backward, dodging this way and that as the blazing figure pursued me. Then I fell over a tree stump, and my head slammed so hard against the ground that my eyes filled with tears of pain. So I never got a clear glimpse of the axe as it swum towards my neck. All I saw was flame. Wait, hold on. That guy died? Oh, yeah. That, who wrote the story? A ghost. Oh, shit. We just got sixth sensed. That was okay. So there's two ghosts in that story. We got a bonus ghost. Three if you count Billy. Well, we didn't see him come back from the dead, but presumably, it seems like everyone who dies in this forest. Billy was uh, a war criminal, and he went straight to hell. Oh, okay, yeah, because of all the the all the the Vietnam massacres. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got his driver's license. Yep. Went to Nam. Uh, it's a whole thing. This was years after the war. <laughs> He went back to school. The protagonist was like a 14-year-old boy, and mm-hmm. Billy was a 23-year-old man Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with PTSD. <laughs> Come out of the woods. Uh, I got unfinished business with a ghost. I, I did not see the... Uh, I didn't see the ending coming. I, yeah, no. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought he was going to get out, and, and to this day, my eyebrows never grew back or something like that, you know? I I mean I assumed they weren't even going to go that far. I had assumed that they were just going to wake up in their tent, you know, in a sweaty lover's embrace, mm-hmm. you know. But, oh, bad dream. But like a circle of fire. There there would be like singe marks on the tent. Yeah, there'd be an an axe. Yeah, buried between them. Ooh, oh. perfect. Doesn't approve of their relationship. This ghost lumberjack's really old fashioned. The mad logger has some very traditional views. <laughs> I was actually expecting at one point the protagonist to hit his head and become the next Mad Logger. Oh! Establishing kind of a greater Mad Logger, like, literary universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a hereditary thing, you know. It's like, it's, like a, it's like the ghost writer. Yeah, it's like the ghost writer. You hit your head in the woods and you become the ghost writer. <laughs> and then you help a bunch of kids with their schoolwork yes. on PBS. Yeah. Ghost writer? <laughs> With a T, oh, with a D, gotcha. That's the one. It's I've got that low back merger that Pacific Northwest people have. You can't tell. Yeah. Tuna, tuna. Absol- uh, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, you turn into Nick Cage in the woods, and then and then you pee fire. Uh, Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. It's great. It's awful. 
All right. Well, that was that was a story. Yeah. Um. I'm. We we have a custom rating system where it's one to five things of your choosing. Ah, uh, uh, we do the same thing on my Animate the Gates podcast. It's I, it's one to it's one to ten things. All right. It's contractual. So it's legally different. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll see you in court. We'll let the we'll let the judge decide. <laughs> <laughs> Like what court would have us? Judge John Hodgman? That's... Uh, yeah, I think that's I, probably actually. <laughs> this is a po- this is podcast crime. So hey, it is pod crime. Let's try and get famous. Oh, let's, let's plug both our shows on Judge John Hodgman. Let's go bother Max Fun. <laughs> They've had it too good for too long. A storm is coming. <laughs> Rise up. <laughs> uh, I would definitely give this tale of the. Smoldering lumberjack, the sexy lumberjack, mad lumberjack, sweaty, sweaty lumberjack, mm-hmm. erect lumberjack, <laughs> timber, timber. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to unfortunately uh, dock at some points and give it only uh, two out of five bulging sacks. <laughs> so two out of five bulging sacks. That's two out of five. But is that four out of five engorged testes? Uh, yes. Okay. So, Good. So it's if you if you look at the smoldering romance subplot, <laughs> you're gonna find the hidden gems. If we don't grade this in terms of spookiness, but in terms of sexiness, yeah, four out of five. Yeah, killing it. But didn't scare me. No, just maybe super horny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the woods and have sex with trees. Yes. What's the opposite of timber? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah i think i think i'm i'm going to give it also i'm gonna give it two out of five unnecessary to the narrative campers yeah two campers too many yeah definitely uh we didn't we didn't need that just Mm. say that he started it with the sparks from his axe yeah swinging at something uh, hey, he just he went he went mad instead of fire. Who knows? Crazy people love fire. Crazy people love fire. Remember a uh, uh, fire starter? <sighs> Bananas. Yeah, that little girl. So crazy, crazy for fire. So crazy for yeah. fire. And then later drugs. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. you start lighting things on fire. Sometimes they give off that nice smoke. Mm. Just huff all that naga hide. <laughs> um, huff my naga hide. <laughs> There's a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I think that that was that was it was okay. It was uh, it was not terribly spooky, but uh, as is so often the case, few ghost stories are. Yeah. Um. I I feel like I'm gonna have to add that one to the list of like. Eventually, I'm gonna go back and write a better story. And uh, yeah, I I was thinking while you were reading that, it's like we could definitely just right like better spooky oregon you could so so many of these stories they're they're limited by the imagination of mm. of whatever half mad prospector thought he saw a shadow in the darkness yeah uh, yeah I, I think in this case the kid becoming the mad logger or the mad logger acting through him maybe he kills billy mm. yeah? yeah yeah the real madness is inside of us all yeah the heart of darkness those kids want the mad logger to be inside of them. <laughs> they want the logger. 
Uh, they want that mad look. <laughs> Wait, why isn't there? Where is this from? Lincoln City. Why isn't there a Lincoln City brewery with a mad lager? Mad lager. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Get on it, um, Lincoln City. Yeah. Do they have beer? There must be there, one. There's absolutely yeah. breweries in Lincoln City. Yeah. Uh, well, then I think uh, it's about time. Uh, to, to move on to the second half, I'm going to uh, run to the bathroom, and then then we'll do that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to need you all to roll plus charm to do the ad. That's a five. I got a ten. Eight. All right, Travis. Buddy can manage to get out the name of the show, but not much else. Monster Pod! Sadie, Jimmy's gonna be able to get out the premise, but you didn't roll high enough for any spoilers. Monster Pod is a real play Monster of the Week podcast where four government-employed idiots try to save the world. Sarah, Thomason rolled high enough to finish the ad. Releases every other Friday here on So Below Media. All right, well, I think think for mine, I'm going to go with... uh, I think I'm probably going to go with, I mean, we could make it a Lincoln City twofer and go for Devil's Lake. Devil's Lake. Um, I'm going to cheat slightly. One of the one of the cruxes of this is that I don't really read the stories ahead of time. I kind uh-huh. of give them a basic skim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eh, Devil's Lake. Make sure this one doesn't have a mad logger in it. Yeah, oh, God, it's a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it has some sort of a kraken. I think we did sea monsters last time, so I'm going to... I'm going to go with uh, The Lights, which is in Hell's Canyon. All of the light. Hell's Canyon. Yeah, off off the top of my dome, I'm not I'm not totally sure where Hell's Canyon is. I'll look that up. You uh, you pulling up a map? Yeah. I'm, I am very curious. Hell's Canyon, Oregon is It is in the it's in the coast range. It is uh just southwest of Corvallis. Okay. So that's close ish. Yeah. I mean in comparison to like Bend. Yeah. <laughs> it's eighty five miles. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. That's it's le- it's two digits. Yeah. Yeah. You don't got to go over the Cascades to get there. Oh, that's a... The pits. Get all those squashers. I've lived my whole life in the canyon, just (gasps) about. I raised Cain when he was a young boy, played sports in high school, wooed my pretty girl and married her, and finally settled down in a house overlooking the reservoir and got a job at a local business. Keep it vague. Wasn't Cain the bad one? Yeah, um, so... I believe when I was first reading this, I thought, "Oh, he must have had like a son named Cain." But no, raising Cain is like I raised hell when I was a young boy. Oh, sure, okay. Yeah, I think is what is what we're supposed to be giving that. Um, The canyon walls were my home. I just hauled them out. See, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft, so this makes sense to me. I lived in the canyon wall like a snake. Me and my brothers and sisters all wrapped around each other. Keeping our eggs warm in the cold winter. <laughs> then we raised Cain. Um, 
Sometimes visitors ask me if I didn't want to get out into the wide world and travel. Maybe to the East Coast. Oh, Capitalized. But I tried life outside the canyon once, and it wasn't for me. I like living in a place where you know most everyone in town, and they know you. When the wild things roam at will, and nature is just one more force you live with. My family is here, and so is my heart. I That's feel- why I stay. This story feels like like the the big dramatic turn is going to be when we when we realize that it's from the point of view of like a deer yeah. or something like yeah <laughs> I, I I already have questions it's a uh, uh, rock yeah the, uh, the main characters are I rock. lived in the canyon wall uh, it was a sedimentary <laughs> um, it's it's interesting to me uh, that he took like a a, a, can, a like a rumspringa from his canyon yeah like no details out. there. Well, the world was too big. Have you ever Not seen a wagon? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I went all the way to the big city. Corvallis. <laughs> Which at this time was just a guy on his porch <laughs> with, cocking a shotgun at you. <laughs> uh, big city living too fast for me. Back where you came from. Get back in that canyon. <laughs> Get back in that canyon. Crawl into your wall like a snake. Be- Slithery canyon man. <laughs> We don't go out there with the non-canyon folk. It's going to be like the village. Like it's an M. Night Shyamalan thing. Yeah. It takes place now, but they're all wearing petticoats. <laughs> they call them the narrow people. <laughs> um, being a lifetime resident. No, you liar. You said you left at one point. Holes, the plot hole. Sins of omission. This is. Uh, I know all the stories about this place. All the high jinks, those two words, <laughs> and pranks called pulled by the local kids. The crazy, funny, scary stories about elk and cougar and bighorn sheep. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, if I'm if I'm correlating this, so it's crazy stories about elk, funny stories about cougar, and scary stories about bighorn sheep. <laughs> <laughs> the only story you can tell about an elk is either you saw one mm-hmm. or you got gored by one. Those are the those are the two well, interactions. It's, it's, it's either you got gored by one or you killed one. Like <laughs> either you saw one or someone died. <laughs> Crazy story. I even heard the ghost of the baby crying once when I was visiting a local cemetery to look for historic gravestones. Scared me pretty bad, standing among the tombstones in broad daylight while the voice of a baby fretted and wailed mournfully over my left shoulder. The baby? The baby. (laughs) I even heard the ghost of a baby. Sorry, Uh, the ghost of a baby crying once. Okay. Um, I asked folks about the ghost, but no one knew who the baby was or why it cried. Who can say with babies? It's probably hungry. Yeah. Or it needs to be burped. Or it's, or it's dead. It's probably dead. It's probably dead. Yeah. It's probably bummed that it's dead. Wouldn't you cry? Yeah. I cry that I'm alive. Uh, there were a couple of small tombstones in that vicinity belonging to little ones, but no indication of which child was weeping. <laughs> On the tombstone, here lies Jezebel, baby, cries a lot. And then the other one is here lies Jebediah, silent as the grave he lies in. Let's let's talk about like like Mister just mm-hmm. in the graveyard being like yes, but which one? Which one of you is which one is the crying ghost baby? <laughs> Anyhow, he says, I know most things about Hell's Canyon, 
and I even live in a place of secrets. A house built on an old mining claim that was considered a sacred place by the Nez Pierce tribe. It was one of the very first frame houses in this area, and folks like to call it the, quote, mansion. Though by today's standard, it's just an ordinary house. By the gra- but the grounds were far from ordinary. Above the house was a spring and a cave full of petrical... What is this, Sonic the Hedgehog? You got a spring above your house? <laughs> I, uh, I impregnated tails, and then we both found Jesus. Um, <laughs> my original character was the strongest there was. Uh, Mad Logger? The Mad Logger. <laughs> well, Mad Logger is my fursona. <laughs> Uh, but the grounds were far from ordinary. About the house was a spring and a cave full of petroglyphs. And one of the women from the local tribe told me that her people used to mine the cave for sacred crystals. The crystals were said to glow with a purplish light after being charged by the sun. And the light was held to last well into the nighttime. There were also turquoise stones in the cave and the tribe would grind to make green and blue paint. And when I was digging in the a garden in the yard i uncovered a large rock the size of a table it was flat on one side and a tra- had a tracing of a human figure but never once did i find an arrowhead or an object of war in that place though arrowheads were abundant on either side of the property what the fuck did faulkner write this what's happening <laughs> we're in a large decoration Okay, we have had barely a mention of lights. The only lights mentioned thus far are glittering through a literarily unnecessary crystal. Yeah. Okay, okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. As if to shut us up, uh, the only thing I hadn't seen in the canyon was the phenomenon we locals call, quote, the lights. My friends had seen them more than once over uh, the reservoir at night, and it then described them in detail. There were three amber lights forming a triangle. Any three, any three would form a triangle. Yep. Um, Unless they were in a line. Forming a triangle, one on each point. (laughs) As opposed to what? As opposed to what? (laughs) And two more on the either side of the triangle, as if they were escorting it. People traveling on the road beside the Oxbow River would see the lights appear just below the mountaintops and travel along at the same speed of the car, 30 or 40 miles per hour. So wait, if there's... It's like a star shape. It'd be a rhombus, right? Yeah, like, or a pentagon. Yeah. That's just five points. Yeah. And there's a picture. It's it's a pentagon. Yeah, that's... But no, it's a triangle. <clears throat> it, it, it was like a triangle, but there was two other points. <laughs> It's a triangle with friends. <laughs> it was a triangle, but it had another corner. So it was a square? This feels nah, like... Nah, it was a triangle. I told you. This is classic constellation yarn spinning. Or it's, like, it's a crab. It's a fucking box. Yeah. It looks like Orion is moving. Ugh. It, okay, like, this I will buy as... C.E. Schlosser just goes and talks to an old coot for an hour and a half and gets this much of a story out of him. After I found all them crystals, well, let me tell you about those, those five-point five triangles. It, we, 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 <laughs> we give me my brain medicine. 30 or 40 miles per hour. Sometimes the lights would follow the car, starting and stopping when it started and stopped. Although... Wait, there are cars... Yeah, the the uh, people traveling on the road beside the Oxbow River would see lights appear just below the mountain types, tops and travel along at the same speed of the car. 
I was driving around. I was definitely picturing this prospector times. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yep. No, this is a this is a tale out of time. Like any time you get off of the I five corridor. <laughs> um. Although after a while they would turn and disappear uh, over the mountain, the lights never made a sound. Most light doesn't. Eh. All right. Granted. There were many theories about the lights, of course. UFOs or spirit lights, some folks thought. A secret scientific experiment by the government, said others. I sometimes wondered if it might not be the spirits or guardians of the canyon that were once honored by the Nez Pierce at the sacred place behind my house. Had I heard of satellites, well, <laughs> that might have been another, hmm. another story altogether. No one knew the answer, just like no one knew about the ghost baby who cried in the cemetery. We just accepted the lights as another fact of life in Hell's Canyon and kept on living our lives. The end. <laughs> Nuff said, get out of my canyon. Get out of my canyon. <laughs> get out of my canyon. Uh, I was a bit frustrated at being the only one who hadn't seen the lights. I want to see the lights. Who doesn't want to see the lights? I started watching for them every night after I closed up the restaurant and drove home. So he works at a restaurant. Was that a glimmer at the top of the canyon? No, just an early star. Night after night, I sighed, parked the car, and went inside. This is a sad story. This is... I'm not scared at all. I'm sad. I'm, I'm depressed for this, this small man's small life in a small canyon. Uh, the week it happened, I was alone. I bury the lead there. My wife and baby were off visiting her folks. One night, I sat on the porch do you, do by you, myself. Do you think that the baby he heard crying was just his baby? Uh, no, because his baby never cries. <laughs> he had to make up a story about a ghost. Like, no, my baby's a perfect angel. Must have been a ghost. He's just holding a series of rocks in like a tiny blanket. <laughs> Silent, good baby, sleep all night. <laughs> It made he made up a story about a ghost baby to intimidate his baby into silence. Help me scare my baby. That wouldn't be you. That must be a ghost. <laughs> Looking over at the reservoir in search of amber lights, but before long, I got to feeling lonesome and took myself inside to bed. Took myself into bed. Wink. Hey, when the wife's away. After I, I rubbed one out thinking about lights. And the noises they might make if they made noises. Some time later, I woke up with a start, heart beating fast, not sure of what had awakened me. My room was bathed with an eerie amber light that cast strange shadows over the walls. The light blazed in from the window, 420, and beside the bed, and I knew at once that there must be a wildfire somewhere on the hills. Oh, this is a, it's like poetry. It's rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden Christensen had killed the younglings. <laughs> this is paranormal uh, activity mistaken for forest fires. That's this episode. Um, Ghosts look a lot like fire. <laughs> Uh, I ran from the room and out to the porch, wanting to get an accurate location to phone in to the fire department. There was no smell of burning, no crackle of flames, and no massive firelight on the horizon. From the porch, I couldn't even see the amber blaze that had lit the back room. That gave me goosebumps. 
<laughs> I, was, I was about to say something in R.L. Stein's voice, but I realized it was just Ben Stein. <laughs> Do have There's dry red eyes. <laughs> I uh, when I was growing up, I used to try and convince my friends that R.L. Stein wasn't an, a real person. It was like, like it was like a, a pen name used by a bunch of different authors. That's how many. That's why there were so many Goosebumps books. Fun fact. Yeah, definitely the case. Uh, I mean, there is a guy named R.L. Stein, uh, but my arguably, my whole, well, my whole thing was that there wasn't. That oh. there's, there's no guy. There's no such guy as R.L. Stein. It's like Mr. Clean. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, though, in my adult life, I've researched it, and apparently, it's just that guy, just the one guy runs around all his books. I listened to a podcast called Goose Buds, uh, which is great. Did it? BT Dubs. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, How many people wrote those books? They don't have numbers, but they have read enough of them uh, where they clearly raise stylistic differences. Uh, all right. Uh, I knew I was right. I knew deep down I was right all these years. One man couldn't be that spooky. No. No. He would be dead of fright. <laughs> dead of fright. <laughs> That's a Goosebumps book. Dead of fright. Yeah, yeah. Bump in the dead of fright. Um... <laughs> Gave me goosebumps. Dun, 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 dun. If the lights, if the light wasn't caused by a wildfire, then what was it? This guy has been spending this whole story bitching about these lights, and now that he's faced with them, he's like, "What the hell is this? What, fuck you! Get get out of my bedroom! Get, get out of my canyon!" Uh, my legs were shaking as I returned to my room, and I saw the lights still glowing through the window. The amber light blinked off and on several times, as if something were moving around high in the air. My heart leapt into my chest and started to pound. <laughs> Sexy. This was it. My chance to see the lights up close and personal. If I could force my shaking legs to walk, I hadn't reckoned on feeling so completely overwhelmed. Slowly, I went out the back door, looked up, and saw it. A triangle of amber lights hovering just under the mountaintop with two escort lights, one on either side of the object. I stood motionless, filled with equal parts fear and wonder. <laughs> What was it? Straining my ears, I was sure I heard a faint hum, almost like the sound of a Geiger counter. That is not a hum. The, click. That is a click. 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 Okay. He's like a hillbilly, so I yeah. will give it to him. Sure. Um, what does he think a Geiger counter is? What hums? A microwave? I get, yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> Uh, then the lights turned suddenly and disappeared over the mountaintop, gone in the blink of an eye. I slowly went back and slipped into bed, but I was too excited to sleep. I'd seen them. I'd seen the lights. <laughs> I was dozing when they returned, filling the room again with amber brilliance. I went out to see them, but as soon as I set foot outside, they zipped across the reservoir and disappeared above the mountains. And they shot... All right, it's fine. I'll... I'll... Suspend my disbelief. Okay. Uh, after that, I remained in my bed and just watched the amber lights come as they came and went, flickering across the sheetrock walls, glowing bright, dimming, flickering, and finally disappearing. The lights hovered nearby for about 45 minutes before the solid darkness of night finally settled in over my house. Mm, I've seen the lights a couple more times since then. Once in a while, the amber glow brightness of, brightens the walls of my bedroom and the lights pass overhead. 
And one time, I saw them keeping pace with a passing car driving along the Oxbow Reservoir at night. I always get goosebumps dun, 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 when they appear and am filled again with fear and wonder. Right, this, is the, this, is the, this is the thrilling conclusion right here. Of course, at local gatherings, all the residents like to speculate endlessly about the source of the lights. I rarely participate. I just listen. I don't claim to understand what the lights are. I just feel privileged to have seen them. This f- fucking canyon light hipster. That's it. <laughs> Man, the lights aren't there for like you to like understand, man. Oh, you've never, you don't know about the lights. You just gotta appreciate them. Yeah, I saw the lights like way back. I, you know, they actually showed up in my bedroom. <laughs> kind of a big deal. <laughs> okay, so it's a helicopter. Probably, right? yeah. It's, like it's a helicopter uh, trying to um, medevac. It's, a, it's so- <laughs> a speed trap. It's a speed trap trying to catch people on that canyon road. <laughs> this is. That was the most upsettingly anticlimactic thing. Yeah, um, I actually, um, when I was checking to see how long the actual story was, I saw the last line of the story, and I'm like, oh, this is a real stinker. <laughs> like, uh, this is going nowhere, I can tell. <laughs> I like we go from, in the same book, dude being murdered, first person, to guy seeing lights and being, like, pleasantly amused by them oh did you look at that i like to think that they happen contemporaneously like (laughs) it's just cross-cutting from like forest murder to like oh natural splendor what do you know i never thought i'd get to see a bit person oh billy's head (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna die uh maybe i'll see him again someday yeah well back to bed (laughs) too excited too excited to sleep. Gonna go crawl into my wall. <laughs> what was all that crystal cave bullshit? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> that had nothing to do with the lights. Crying baby in the graveyard was the spookiest thing that happened in that story. In a book called Spooky Oregon, I remind you. I remind all of you, America. Uh- Pointing at the uh, the the bull, I guess that I have on my on my shelf over there. Um, you know, you son of a bitch, <laughs> you fucking bastard. <laughs> um, yeah, that. Uh, the only way this makes sense is if she uh, uh, is from Oregon, and this is a story that her like father in law. Yeah, her. this definitely smacks of your uncle has a story to tell you. I'll I'll give you a ride into town from your broken down car on the side of the road, but only if you put my my yarn in your book. <laughs> you big city ghost rider, yeah. spookily. <laughs> I see your typewriter poking out of your bag. I got a story for you if you wants to hear it. You ever seen one of those five sided triangles? Now get out of my canyon. <laughs> he went outside to see. Where the fire was before he called the cops. How big is this canyon? Um, well. How many people are well, in? Sir, I don't rightly know. Can we get a population estimate for Hell's Canyon? That's. I don't even think it's a city. I think it's just like a landmark. <laughs> One, it's, it's this guy and then a bunch of tall rocks that he puts wigs on. Yeah, absolutely. Drags them down to a. Quote unquote, the city hall, read like the lake. It's like, they all just talk about the lights, but I've seen them. 
<laughs> well, I've seen... Okay, so I see Hell's Canyon Road, which goes to Hell's Canyon. Reasonable. Okay, here's like a farm. I'm just I'm zooming out. I'm just seeing if there's like a community out here. Wait, can we track down this guy? It's just like looking <laughs> up at the... <laughs> The Google satellite. <laughs> the the five lights was actually just yeah go- the Google satellite. Um, yeah, all right. I'm gonna. <laughs> well, looking at a picture on a podcast is nothing. So I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, ratings. I am going to give that one out of five triangular lights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you clever bastard. Um, I'm going to give it zero out of five crying babies. That was nothing. That was a nothing story. Uh, that story smacks of the book has to be a hundred pages long. Yep. We got to uh, get to it. We got to crack that triple dig. <laughs> I'm actually checking to see if they did. Oh, 188. Oh, all it's right. very large print, though. Yeah, it's it's really. Oh, there's the mummy that you mentioned. Uh huh. Uh huh. Spooky, right? An it Oregon a Coast picture, mummy. Though. Yeah, it yeah. A good picture. Paul Hoffman is very talented. I think from now on, for the Oregon ghosts, I'm just going to do campfire stories. Yeah, like just really, just we we gotta we gotta put in a no local ghosts rule. <laughs> no more local ghosts. Local ghosts get your local hosts. Mm. That's what. So what's happening here? That, but you, so you're a local host, and you're a local host. I am. Uh, Murder suicide pact. Yeah, perfect. Only way. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> we we become the horror story we want to see in the world. Honestly, like this, I want that to be like my grand, Exit. my grand dying gestures. Like I, it's like seven. Like I kill. 15 to 20 people in mm-hmm. increasingly peculiar and elaborate ways in the hopes that it spawns ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of like wheat threshers, uh, uh, open manhole covers, uh, leading to like crocodiles. You know, that whole thing. Just really... Mo- Mosa, make Oregon spooky again. <laughs> Mosa sounds like a restaurant on Division. <laughs> um, yeah, it's my Mosa. <laughs> That's the restaurant. How do they get them so cold? <laughs> Ghosts. Ghosts. My mimosa is full of ectoplasm. That's flavoring. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And then you go back and you yell at your ghost chef, you need to stop doing that. This is a health code violation. Health code is going to crack. This is a death code violation. <laughs> the death there- inspector is going to be up my ass. We have some security camera footage of your ghost chef putting his ghost member in a ghost mimosa. A boomosa, please. Please re- please respect my menu. He said he was giving it the old spooky swizzler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, to be fair, uh, your honor, it is a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, uh, everybody. Well, with that, uh, the campfire is burning low. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have any any spooky tales of your own? Um, not really. All right. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the the, the closest I have, like, the really the only thing that ever has happened to me directly was you know I was uh, with was in a local apartment. 
So this is a local ghost story. Uh, it was a, a basement unit mm-hmm. in a refurbished old house that uh, there was a there was some someone had put like a hairdresser in the bottom uh, of, sure. and then they turned that into an apartment. Uh, that's why, that's why all of our uh, outlets on one wall were at like belly button height because <laughs> there was this, like a hairdresser counter there. Uh, anyway, so I was in uh, one convenient. morning. Yeah, I was in one morning brushing my teeth, and I thought that I saw uh, my at the time girlfriend like walk past the walk past the the door from the kitchen to the bedroom uh-huh. and i was you know i kind of looked into the bedroom and no one was there and i turned back around and my girlfriend was in the kitchen i said hey did you uh walk past just now and she's like Imme- immediately freaked out no <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, well, that there's that, I guess. Well, we're alone in a basement. Uh, burn it down. Yeah. Uh, she saw and felt a bunch of stuff down there. Did you then curl up and die? Mm. <laughs> That's yes. That explains my my, my do right now. Uh, it's beautiful. The quaffs. Yeah. But that was about it, you know. Um, and uh, she chalked it up to less like, oh, this is the spirit of a dead thing, and more just like, oh, there's a dark presence here. <laughs> there's like a bad energy here. So she she saged the place, and you know, uh, I don't live there anymore. So Fair, yeah. I don't live anywhere anymore. Oh no, I'm a ghost. Oh, Shane just dissolved. That's. Oh. Oh. I was gonna ask for his socials. I was gonna I was gonna give this uh, this sweater back to his parents, but apparently he's been dead for thirty years. <laughs> I was going to give this sweater back to his parents, but I like it, so I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. <laughs> um, that's, the, I, that's the twist ending of that story. Is like, And then the girl ran out before she left her sweater there, but it was really cute, so I kept it. It fit. The end. Yeah. I needed a car blanket. So. <laughs> I needed a car blanket. And her house had turned into like a burnt out shell of a building, so yeah. I just let well enough alone. Good yeah. night. She knows what um, she's doing. Um, all right, well, that's that's fairly spooky. I yeah. think uh, uh, any any kind of a personal ghost story where you don't ever truly know what happened is always sticks with you. Yeah, it's a little. Bit and I mean, it's 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 rather mundane in that, like, I thought I saw something out of the corner of my. I'm pretty solidly convinced I saw someone move past my the corner of my eye, um, but that's my fear to bear. That's my cross to bear. Uh, and a true terror it is. The 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 collective. Negative resonance of a thousand disappointed hair customers. Yeah, that's the only way. <laughs> Look, the- oh, uh, and actually, one time I remember coming home. This was after. This is when I was living alone at that point. Um, the same spooky, unit. same spooky apartment. No girlfriend this time. And uh, I, uh, you killed her and buried her beneath the floor. Yep. Yep. Good. Story over. Yeah. Um, and it was hard because it's the foundation. So I had to like get a pickaxe. Uh, so <laughs> also her eye was haunting me. <laughs> uh, uh, I got up in the morning, did not make my bed, as is my as is my normal procedure as a single man. Sure. I went to work, worked all day, came back, and my bed was made. <laughs> That's one of the most upsetting things I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Um, I posted about it on Facebook, so it occasionally shows up in my memories where it's just like, hey, uh, I just got home and my bed was made. I did not make it. <laughs> I live alone. Did you though? No. Is this like a is this like a man in the wall situation? Uh, well, what I think happened, what I'm what I'm fairly sure happened is, uh, so there was uh, my 
I had a, a back door into like a shared laundry space. I think I left it unlocked, and the kids that lived upstairs were probably just exploring, tried to the door, and were like, you know, I bet we could freak him out if we just made his bed. <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if I were to, you know, kind of like impishly break into someone's home as a child, and I'd think, well, I don't want to like steal anything, that'd be bad. I want to just like sort of mess with the guy. A good I'll name. I'll make his bed. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll make his bed. Like, there's nothing, I'm not going to hide anything. I'm not going to like write anything on the wall. I'll just make his bed. <laughs> a, a good natured B&E. Yeah, um, exactly. I also like the idea that the scariest thing to a kid is making a bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, it weirded me out. Yeah. For like 20 minutes, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, you know what I bet? I bet that door wasn't locked. <laughs> I also like your optimism that it was just kids. Yeah, it's probably just kids. Because, uh, and by kids, I mean like teens. Sure. Utes. Utes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't mean uh, Ute tribe Indians. Uh, sure, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Not the paid people. Not the paid yeah, people. No, um, no. <laughs> well, that's that's terrifying. Um, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like I don't like things moving when you when you're not uh, at home. Uh, trouble. It's trouble. Glad you don't live there anymore. Yeah, I had to move. Yeah, yeah. Ghosts. Too spooky. Too spooky. Too yeah. too spooky. <laughs> they kept hiking the rent up. Too spooky. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nothing is scarier than a state in which rent control is illegal. Mm. Um, anyway, speaking of Twitter, uh, you can check me out on Twitter, uh, Shane Hosey, where I talk a lot about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shane beat me to the punch, Hosey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a it was a segue to talk about socialism, I guess, or at least the kind of the kind of watered down socialism that we can get in America. The best we can hope for. We're not. We're not going to get socialism where you know, uh, you know, FDR builds a bunch of dams and gives us all cheap energy. No, no, we're going to get some kind of watered down socialism that that we deserve. <laughs> we're going to get what we deserve. <sighs> Swiss Just like death. the Joker told us, we're going to get what we fucking deserve. <laughs> fucking right, Jesus Christ. Well. Check me out on Twitter, everybody. <laughs> Don't get too scared of the world we live in. Get scared of ghosts instead. Yeah, deflect the horror of the 21st century with uh, spooks and boogans and googers. Watch out for those googers, man. They'll fucking tear your bones out of your skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look out for Freddy Googer. <laughs> Freddy Googer. <laughs> The unlicensed uh, uh, bootleg uh, Freddy Krueger. I picture him in like a bumblebee sweater and like googly eyes, but he pulls your bones out of your skin. <laughs> it's just covered in hands full of spoons. <laughs> There's no glove. He's just holding them. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a big spoon that he uses to scoop your bones out of your skin. Keeps calling you a witch. <laughs> uh, well, and you can find me at boohaha pod on instagram and twitter and you can write to us though why you would i couldn't say uh at boo no boohaha pod at gmail.com you can also rate our podcast on things where you listen to podcasts just about all of them have a rating system you should rate this show yeah rate it highly rate it 
Rate it higher than we rated all of the stories we talked about tonight. Please. Yes. Please. Um, so so you have a, a minimum of three. <laughs> three stars. Three or above. Uh, yeah. Triangles have three sides. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I guess uh, you can check out my new show that's on the Sobolo Media called uh, Grim Designs. Yeah. Where we make, a, we make a board game every episode. This is a beautiful bit of brand synergy that I almost forgot about. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> uh, it uh, uh, looking looking forward to it. It is in my podcast queue at the moment. Uh, uh, it's it's yeah. there with the whole of like what is it, Dirty Joe or what is? I'm never gonna listen to that. I will listen. I'll prioritize yours over all the fucking true crime. Sh- I'm just so tired of tr- like. I used to listen to a lot of true crime, and it has whittled itself way down to almost nothing. If I wanted to hear Karen Kilgariff uh, really rep a lot of products and brands, um, I I would listen to My Favorite Murder. Yeah. Yeah, that really is what happened with that show. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly right. Also, The Dollop. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 10 minutes of ads and then a show. (laughs) At least, at least... They're all done after the 10 minutes. Yes. But get it out of the way. Yeah, I don't. I, what what happened to podcasts? Uh, people needed to start using them to make money to oh, survive. That's, that's fair. Capitalism. We get what we deserve. We get what we fucking deserve. Yeah. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.